fear and uncertainty are daily presences in a lot of our lives right now. Everyone is looking for a way out of this, and some are doing better than others. For me, music has always been integral to my existence, and in these times, practicing cello has become an escape, and transcribing the works of forgotten composers has become a purpose. I've been doing performances from my front porch every few weeks in an attempt to give some hope to people in my neighborhood. Yo-Yo Ma's hashtag Songs of Comfort brings peace and joy. The One World Concert organized by Lady Gaga, Global Citizen, and the World Health Organization raised $127 million for the COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. There's so many videos out there of people playing music to bring each other together. And it's beautiful. You're listening to Pandemic COVID-19. I'm Maxfield Rivers, a cellist, vocalist, and this podcast's host. Today, I'm taking a step back from science and data-driven conversations to find solace in the arts, particularly music. So I'm not going to give you the current COVID-19 news. Instead, I'll speak with Craig Hella Johnson, composer, arranger, and director of eight-time Grammy-nominated choir Conspirare, about the importance of art and beauty in these times. At the end of the show, there will be a recording of a performance that I find particularly meaningful and moving. Essential workers are risking their health and their lives every day to make sure that we as a society can continue to function. Artists aren't considered essential workers. What role do they play, though? Well, it's such an important time, isn't it? It's uh, any way, any perspective, any any way one looks and experiences this time of COVID-19, this pandemic time, it is a significant time, a time of great importance for all of us. Uh, and obviously for many who are on the front lines and you know, in great places of suffering, that's uh, an incredibly painful uh, time. And for many of us who are uh, shelter in place and in quarantine and trying to flatten this curve and contribute to our small part to this, um, you know, to, to try and remedy this, um, we're all asking these questions, these very important questions. And, you know, artists, man, have always played such a huge role in our lives. They're, they're, Often we look to them to be the truth tellers and uh, those who call us forth to remind us about our best selves. The art can challenge on so many levels, uh, can challenge us to remember who we are, our better selves, and challenge us by also singing songs and making art about places we're getting it wrong. You know, artists are great observers you know, and we need to observe what's happening in our world and with this human species in terms of how we're living, how we're behaving. And so songs and art and tell, tell these stories and they challenge us. But I think, you know, when I think of the artist role right now specifically, it's one to help us awaken always, to wake up and to live in reality, to live in truth, uh, to live in light and in love. Uh, and there are just, you know, 
millions of ways through the conduits conduits of millions of artists who can help us uh, to awaken right now and to not misuse this time. So uh, it's a very critical role that artists have. It becomes even more an essential role. I always feel that artist role is an essential one, but even now we need the artists particularly very specifically to help us to remember what it really is to be fully alive and awake and caring for one another. So we play a really vital role, all of us. Art is indispensable. It's vital to our species. And art is constantly in flux, too. So in light of the many changes COVID-19 is forcing upon us, how could art and expression be different when this is all over? First of all, just in a general way, I would say there's there's seems to be a real deepening of of artists roots you know um, in terms of uh, what we look to for our own strength uh, and to be reminded of value it's so easy as we see so many aspects of life being at least apparently diminished um, certainly the loss of life itself, which is huge, but then the loss of, you know, the daily griefs, the, the incredible, of course, loss of employment, which is huge and significant. And and then the smaller losses, which are also of great importance, you know, but the, the, the loss of routine, the loss of connection, you know, for what I do in choral music, it's the loss of being able to actually perform and to gather. And um, so we are having to experience all this. Also, anytime there's a time of loss, there's a time of questioning. And uh, for, so there's both sort of the, the deep artistic spiritual aspects that are in transformation at the moment, but also just the practical aspects because we can't get together, you know, to perform public concerts, for example, as one example, you know, there, of course, uh, so many myriad examples of things happening online right now. And so we're seeing once again, how art seems to flourish in times when there's limitation. You know, I always, the visual I always see is, um, you know, the little flowers that, the little tiny flowers that can come up sometimes, you know, in the cracks of a concrete sidewalk. Um, you know, it has that kind of feeling right now, this density, the density of this moment, this pandemic um, time and the great limitations that suddenly were thrust in the midst of. And yet what emerges from that um, is comes from this great creative force, you know, the force of creativity itself, that life force. And, uh, you know, so I think we're being shaped to, to realize all kinds of things about virtual performance, obviously. That's really big in our consideration. But I also think that we're, we're not even beginning to see the implications, actually the beautiful implications of what can come, the really interesting uh, uh, storytelling that will come out of this, um, just as people's sense of value uh, is being renewed. Uh, in any time of loss, when we lose something we value, we start to have a greater appreciation for it. We start to really see in clear focus if we're staying awake and sentient, you know, what it is that is of value to us. And so I think there's going to be a lot of art that's going to be created out of that response. And 
I'm really looking forward to experiencing that. I'm in the midst of my own journey with that right now, just asking a lot of questions, and I'm trying very hard not to rush into answers that are that come too quickly to just put band-aids on things. You know, I'm going to let this also be a time of gestation to say what's meant to come out of this. And each of us has to ask that question uniquely um, from our own perspective, from our own experience, and allow our experience to be the soil from which our, our art flows. So, you know, a, a little piece of my answer is I'm not sure we're going to see, uh, but I do, uh, I do think that the artistic response is going to be uh, plentiful, abundant, like extraordinary. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be for many years to come. This is a really significant time. Being at home so much and having this chance to reflect and look inside ourselves is a wonderful thing. I've rediscovered my love for cello. I've found that I'm passionate about preserving the works of composers that have been neglected and forgotten. And I love journalistic research. And I think it's great to see what's going on in other people's lives, too. So I asked Craig to share what he's learning in this time. Well, I'm experiencing, first, I'll say, a quieting down of my interior self. Uh, maybe one that I had been longing for that I didn't even know the depths to which I was longing for this quieting. Um, my days have been really quite busy in many ways, strangely, I mean, surprisingly so, I'll say. Very full and yet, not having to travel, you know, not uh, traveling on airplanes, not really traveling in the car. Each week I'm in the car a lot, going to places I travel a lot on airplanes. for. So all of that travel done, even the, the large public group gatherings, all of those things, um, that interaction that has been taken away for this time, um, has given me space to really be quiet. So... I'm learning from that. Um, I, it's It feels like this incredible reboot opportunity to sort of get underneath myself, I think is the best way to say it, um, and to really remember who I am in a quiet and deep way and what's important to me. And um, is sort of a certain self-acceptance, a deeper self-acceptance that I think I'm experiencing and learning right now. Um, I'm learning some new um, jazz vocabulary. <laughs> I decided to take an uh, uh, extended sort of jazz class online. Um, I, play, I improvise a lot, but I don't often do a lot of jazz. And so this is with some real jazz masters, and I'm really learning a lot there. And, um, yeah, I'm learning... Um, I'm learning some things about observing people, like I do some teaching too, and I'm observing uh, and learning different ways people have of learning, so I've been finding that to be fascinating. Some people, this online format is very easy for them, and for others it's very challenging, and so I'm just, um, yeah, it's teaching me a lot actually, and, and musically I think it's just my imagination is beginning to expand and I've had time to listen to some things that I have not been able to listen to in a long time and many new things. Um, I do a lot of late night listening these days. So yeah, there's a lot in this time for learning for sure. Even with all the beauty emerging and the opportunity for connection and rejuvenation, artists are really hurting. How are they struggling right now and how are they surviving? 
I mean, right out of the gate, the most critical thing is just the survival itself. I mean, I think so many artists are out of work. And, you know, for Consperari, for example, which is my primary role, on my day job, I call it, um, I, where I'm artistic director, we, we engage many singers and instrumentalists. And, you know, so many of these musicians are freelancers who do this for their life as their livelihood, you know, and they're they're just completely out of work. And it's contract work that has just disappeared over the course of many, many weeks and actually looking ahead into the next year it's looking kind of bleak. And so they're great challenges and people who are having to support themselves and support families who are you know, now in that unemployment line and are really struggling to make ends meet. So my heart is breaking and we're working very hard to contemplate everything we possibly we might be able to do to, to help them, even though we don't have performance work at the moment in terms of public concerts, but how else can we be creative? But, you know, they are showing up, they are surviving. They're, um, each has their individual story, so I don't want to generalize too much, but I would just say it's, it's um, very moving to witness what people do when they're in a challenged place and uh, um, each has their own way of meeting this and, and um, certainly there is a lot of creativity that comes out of this too and I'm seeing a lot of home concerts and a lot of home offerings and videos and audio recordings and poems that are that wouldn't have existed otherwise and I think people are digging deep um, you know, in, into their hearts and into their spiritual core to find out what it is that can string, give them strength to navigate all these challenges. Um, I think humor is helping people a lot somehow as we remember and when we experience, you know, that we're not doing this alone. People find a lot of strength in that, um, which is so encouraging and inspiring to see. But it's a tough time. It's really, really hard for so many artists and uh, on the practical level and um, also because there's not freedom of movement, which is the right thing. I mean, that's right. We should be sheltering in place. And I think we want to not come out of that sheltering place until it's really the right time. And, you know, looking to our, our scientists and our researchers and our people who really are experts to... to guide us in terms of when that right time is but um but people are, are really experiencing their shared humanity and i think they're i think they're finding a lot of strength in that too as they navigate all this to bring some of the comfort of music to you i got permission from craig to include this performance from his live stream on april 19th the song is his arrangement of will there really be a morning a poem by emily dickinson and one of the songs that changed my life when i first heard it many years ago so glad to be with you. Could I see it from 
from the mountains if I were as tall as they. Thank you for listening. I'll be back with more later. Pandemic COVID-19 is a podcast hosted by me, Maxfield Rivers. I'm also the researcher and producer. I want to thank Craig Hella Johnson for talking to me on this episode and providing some much needed wisdom and insight from the art world. I also want to thank you for listening and ask that you leave a review and share this podcast. If you can support artists and art institutions around you so they can continue to bring life and hope into the world. Finally, stay home if you can, and stay safe.